Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go, Let's go, Inside Syracuse Basketball with Mike Waters. Presented by Syracuse.com. College basketball is a great thing. Anything can happen. Welcome to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Waters. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Jimmy Beheim. I talked with Jimmy about his one year at Syracuse, his thoughts on this past season, and his future plans both on and off the court. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. And today's guest was practically a given because after our most recent one, which was Buddy Beheim, we knew that the only guy that could follow Buddy would be his older brother, Jimmy. And so here today we have Jimmy Beheim with us. Jimmy, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. Good. To Good. Be I hope you don't mind coming after your kid brother. I was actually thinking this was, you know, we let him do be the leadoff, and you're kind of more the cleanup guy. Or it's going with me. Go with me. <laughs> well, what have you been doing your, with yourself since the season ended? It's been about two or almost three weeks now, right? Yeah. Um, so when it ended, obviously, you know, you take take about a week off. I think my body really needed that just, you know, from playing a lot of minutes and, you know, the crazy schedule towards the end of the year, just playing a lot of games and stuff like that. So took a week off, just kind of decompressed, um, which was good. And then, you know, as of the next week, right after that, got back to work. So I've been going for about two weeks now and uh, feeling good and just just trying to prepare for the next step, finishing up classes and uh, just, just stuff like that. So it, it's been good. Now, in addition to finishing up your classes, which will earn you a master's degree, right? Yep. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So aside from that, what, what will be the next steps for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, me and Buddy are, are going to go to New York in a, in a couple of weeks here and uh, train for the summer. Um, kind of just make sure I'm in tip top shape and I'm, you know, improving every day on my skill set just so I'm ready for whatever opportunity comes. But, you know, aside from that, I don't know what's next. Uh, just kind of just going to have fun with it and, you know, see what opportunities come my way and and uh, being excited for whatever those are. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and the agent, uh, the guy who's going to be handling you with Rock Nation is a, is a Syracuse guy, Drew Gross. Yep. Have you talked with him about what he would like to see you do? Like, would that be like play in the in the summer league or uh, try to get into like maybe the G League combine or something like that? Yeah, you know, I think all those are, are definitely goals. Um, you know, obviously, you'd, you'd love to get some workouts with some teams, love to, to play in the summer league, and then kind of going from there. Um, 
uh, you know, overseas is definitely on the table. So we'll see just kind of how everything plays out. But like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to worry too much. I'm just getting myself as prepared as possible, kind of controlling what you can control for now and just having fun with the process. So uh, those are definitely some, some goals of mine right now, but we're just going to see how things go. Well, that sounds interesting. I mean, the possibilities are uh, not necessarily endless, but man, some of the possibilities just sound so cool. I mean, Mm-hmm. I know everybody's dreams to play in the NBA, but I've talked to so many guys who've made a career in Europe and most of them, not all, but most of them talk about it being a great experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. If that's what happens for me, then I, I'm excited for it. And I'm going to, you know, have fun with it. I mean, to get paid to play basketball period is, is, un, is amazing. And, you know, to be able to travel the world while, while doing it. I mean, how could I, how could I complain about that? Like you said, obviously, everyone's goal dream is to play in the NBA and, you know, that's always been mine, but um, you know, if that's not the reality, then, and it's overseas or whatever it may be, I'm, I'm just as excited. Now you have a business degree from Cornell, right? And you're soon to have a master's degree in hand from Syracuse. So when basketball's over, whenever that is, where, where are you going? Are you, are you a wall street guy? Are you going to start your own business somewhere? What, what's, what's the goal? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I love my degree from Cornell. I really enjoyed getting it and it really opened my eyes to the whole world of finance. So I definitely am interested in, in pursuing a career in, in that realm at some point, um, you know, when, when the basketball side of things, it's things is over. So, you know, I'm going to, I've always, I've just said, I'm going to play until, until it doesn't feel right anymore. And whenever that day comes, you know, whether it's in, in two years or in 12 years, I mean, I'll be more than ready to, to hang it up when it's right. And, and, you know, pursue that ne- next, next, uh, next venue, I guess. But, you know, for now, I still love the game more than ever. I have as much passion, as much drive as ever. And, um, you know, I'm looking to make, make as play as long as I can uh, basketball wise. That's cool. I get that. Now, when you were at Cornell though, did you ever like look to your right or look to your left in class and, and think I'm sitting next to a future millionaire, like this guy's a genius or, or this guy's just, yeah, I can tell already this guy's going to know how to make money somehow. I think definitely my freshman year, especially, I think I was a little intimidated coming in because, um, you know, obviously basketball helps you get into school and especially in the business school at Cornell, it's, it's so prestigious and so few kids get in. I was the thing I was looking around like these kids like just got in based on their their academics and stuff like that. I was like, these kids are probably, I was intimidated a little bit, um, but, you I know, as it. I, I got into it more and more, I kind of like, yeah, I kind of realized that. You know, I could hang with these guys, you know, doing projects, doing well on tasks, stuff like that, and kind of got the hang of things. But I know there's going to be a ton of really successful kids in, in my program. I'm still friends with a lot of them. So, I don't know, maybe one of them will give me a job one day. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you'll go into business with one of them and you, the, the two of you will, will be millionaires together, right? You know, there you go. <laughs> hearing you talk about, like, you know, that little bit of intimidation at first going into a classroom at Cornell – Sounds like a lot of guys basketball experience. When I talk to some guys about, you know, either like st- taking a step up at AAU or taking that next step into college ball, I hear that a lot. It sounded so similar. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess it was that side of things. I've, I've never really felt that way too much in basketball. I've, I was just kind of be more confident in that, in that area of my life. But yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's take that to the basketball point of view. When you went from Cornell to Syracuse, that's a big step. Were you at all? I don't want to say intimidated because I know that's a big no, but how did you approach that step? Was that at all daunting a little bit? 
to be honest with you, I just, I just believed in myself and I knew that my coaches and teammates believed in me. And, and when you have that, it gives you a lot, a lot more confidence. And, you know, I, I just try, I, I wasn't scared. I think if you don't believe in yourself and, you know, who's going to believe in you. So I kind of start there and, you know, I just, I trusted that Cornell had prepared me for this and, you know, having success against high major teams, not just Syracuse, but, you know, some other high major teams I played during my time at, um, at Cornell. And then, you know, the experiences I've had playing with some of the Syracuse guys in the summer leading up to that, um, you know, I knew it was a jump and I, I think more than anything is as far, and not necessarily, you know, being intimidated or anything, but I think I, I stepped my, my work ethic up again, um, especially seeing guys like Cole and Buddy and Joe, uh, how, how often they were in the gym. It just pushed me even harder. And, and I just wanted to make sure I was prepared as possible for this year. I mean, you did have one advantage because for years you would kick uh, the Syracuse's leading returning scores, but right. I mean, handily for years, right. You're talking about buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've had our battles for sure, but you know, um, even during COVID, um, being able to work out with him and guys like Eric Devendorf in our gym and just playing one-on-one and stuff like that. I think, you know, all those experiences, I just, I've had so much great support, um, so many great experiences throughout my life that I, I just felt really prepared for this year and, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't going to go into it scared by any means. If anything, it was more excitement. You know, I know it was the, the big dynamic was the, you and Buddy playing for your dad this past year. But aside from that, what was it like for you to play with your kid brother for a year? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I think what I've said is, you know, obviously the on-court stuff was amazing. So many um, really cool memories. Not just, you know, he's in one of the best players in the country, in my opinion. So being able to play like a guy like that period is awesome. But for him to be your brother, too, I mean, so many special memories. But what I've said is, you know, even aside, you know, we haven't lived in the same city for five years um, with Cornell and prep school and whatnot. So just to be able to, you know, live with him up here in the apartment and spend time with him outside of basketball and kind of grow our relationship that way as well was, it was everything. So, um, you know, we're both just really grateful for this, for this experience together. Did you guys talk much with each other during the season about playing with your dad or, you know, what, what dad was going through with the season and trying to get this team you know, to, to win games. And, and cause I know it was a struggle time, but what was it like for you two to be around your dad and to be coached by him and, and, and all that? I wouldn't say we talked about that too much. I think we both kind of have a feel for that at this point. And we both talked to him individually, obviously. So um, we kind of have a feel for that, but, you know, playing for him was, was really special too. And similar to buddy, just being able to spend that extra time with him um, both on and off the court and kind of being able to see him up close you know, I've, I've watched from, from afar a little bit, especially in terms of practice and games, uh, his whole career, but and be able to talk to him after the games and stuff, but to be a part of, of all those battles and stuff and see how he handled everything first, firsthand was, it was really awesome. And, you know, I'll cherish it forever, for sure. Did it help, you know, that COVID year when Cornell and the whole Ivy League didn't play and you were back home most of that time, did it help you prepare to be coached by your dad, to be around him? a whole heck of a lot that, that year that you were out with COVID? Um, you know, it, it wasn't really firsthand. I don't really think I had – I didn't know what to expect until summer workouts huh? or, like, oh. team practice stuff um, starting in the summer. So, I don't even think so. I wasn't really working with him too much. Like, he'd come down once in a while and give me a few things, a few pointers, stuff like that, help with my shot, whatnot, just talking through, you know, maybe what I would need to do. But it was never really firsthand, like – him coaching me directly. So I didn't know what to expect until this summer. 
you did watch a lot of games within that year when, when you were out, right? And, and maybe sometimes you watch like a Syracuse game, a tape of it. Yep. What's yeah, it like? Did. What's it like watching a game tape of a Syracuse game with your dad? Oh, it's awesome. It, it was, those are great experiences for me. Just kind of seeing what he wants his guys to do and how he views the game. I think I learned a lot just hearing some of his takes on stuff, you know, and just breaking it down. I mean, we both love basketball, so we kind of go back and forth a little bit. There might be a few arguments here and there, but obviously I'd end up bowing out because, you know, he knows more than me at the end of the day. But just a lot of fun um, just from a basketball fan perspective to be able to watch those games with him. You know, I've heard stories from people like he can pick stuff out quick or or he retains it like he can – he, you know, like if he coaches a game and live and in person and afterwards he's got the whole game still in his head. Is that, is that what he's like? Yeah. I mean, we'll be watching a game and something that happens in the game will remind him from something. He'll be like, Oh man, we played Georgetown in 1979 and so-and-so did something just like that. He did this and, and whatever. And he, he's got every, you could any game on file from his whole career. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive. That's amazing. That kind yeah. of recall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buddy was on this podcast recently, and he said that in practices this past year, uh, your dad, um, when he wanted to really get on you or get your attention, he would say, this isn't Cornell. You're not at Cornell anymore. Yep, that was a favorite line of his for sure. Um, he's, he's got a couple for, for most of the guys, but that, that was mine. Uh, it is what it is. That, that was his go-to, I guess. <laughs> not too harsh all in all I mean it could be worse but in a way it is a good way to get your attention if he wants a little more from you right yeah that's just kind of what I took it as and I just got to step up a little bit um but yeah that, that's all I took it as it's not the worst but um yeah I don't know he gives Cornell a little bit of bad rap sometimes with that I guess but I mean it is what it is <laughs> I would say he's the Syracuse grad jealous of the education you got at Cornell yeah. right yeah. really yeah exactly <laughs> I think, I think that's all it is. <laughs> um, this past season, obviously, I, I don't think it went the way you or Buddy or anybody, your dad, wanted it to go. Um, how difficult was it? Or, or, or was it difficult? To be honest with you, I mean, it, it, was, it was the hardest experience of my life. Um, I think I grew so much from it in so many ways. Uh, you know, obviously having so many expectations going into it, knowing it was my last year and my my one and only year here to kind of leave my impact and for this team to leave our impact. And, um, you know, we just I think we faced so much adversity this year and had a lot of tough breaks down then the game. And at the end of the day, I don't think our record really shows how good or bad of a team we were. I think, you know, we were in every single game this year except for maybe two. Um and just ultimately I couldn't, couldn't find a way to, to win some of those close ones. And, you know, had some tough injuries at tough times. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still dealing with it every day. I don't think I'll ever fully get over it, but the further we get away from the season, the more I'm able to kind of appreciate a lot of what made this season so special. Um, aside from the wins loss, I'm just proud of this group. I think we, just our fight and our, we stayed together all year and we lose a heartbreaker and come back and work even harder the next day. And just the way we kept coming back and sticking together. I mean, I think that says a lot about just our character and stuff. Um, but yeah, ultimately it just, it wasn't the year we wanted to have. And, and, you know, I'm, like I said, I'll never, I'll never get over it. 
You know, it's interesting. And I'm not surprised in a way to hear you say that, but to compare it to what your dad said in the post-game press conference after the loss to Duke at the tournament, when he said this past season was his, was his greatest ever in coaching. And obviously, I think that's the father's viewpoint of having a chance to have coached his sons. Um, I know probably on another level or maybe another day, he would also say he didn't enjoy losing this year, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all competitors. That's why we play. Um, we love winning. Um, so then day, I mean, I know that the wins and losses hit him as hard as it hit any of us, if not harder. I know he struggled through it all. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, you know, that aspect of things. That's why he says it was the best year of his life. I mean, the best uh, coaching year of his life because, you know, he got to do it with us. But the loss aspect doesn't get lost on him by any means. It doesn't get lost on any of us. What was it like, though, to sit there and hear him say that? I mean, it, it meant a lot. You know, I think in the moment I was, you know, that one really hurt. Um, you know, we just we left it all out there and we were just fighting to play another game, um, fighting to get Buddy another game. And, um, you know, that was kind of what was on my mind first and foremost. But hearing him say that in the moment, it kind of lifted me up for a second. It, it felt good for sure. It was, it was cool to hear him say that. You know, it was, it was great, I'm sure, for, for you and your, and your dad and Buddy to all have this past season. You had to play a year at Syracuse for your dad. That was awesome. But you were here because COVID and, and the Ivy League took away your, what should have been your season, senior season. Looking back on that, how much does that still hurt or how much of a disappointment was it to not be able to play out your career at Cornell the way you, you should have? Yeah, I think, you know, I think what hurts more than anything, not just, you know, is because I could have had both um, once they ruled that. We were getting the year back anyway. I was like, okay, this is perfect. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish at Cornell and I'm gonna have the extra year. And if things line up perfectly, I'm gonna go to Syracuse and kind of get the most best of both worlds. So, you know, it's hard to complain too much because I did get this year at Syracuse. But, you know, I, me and my teammates at Cornell still kind of felt we had unfinished business. And to be the only team, only league in the whole country that couldn't figure out a way to play, yeah, um, it, it was frustrating. And having to take that whole year off was frustrating. And kind of to, to end our, our, our careers together. We were really a close group and to end, end, end our careers together um, That in that fashion was definitely tough. So, uh, like I said, it's hard to complain too much because obviously I got, got this incredible experience this year. But, um, you know, the, there's an alternate universe maybe where I got the best of both worlds. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm still so blessed. So it's hard, it's hard to complain. Now, I haven't seen anybody from the Ivy League in that year yet petition the NCAA to play another year. And I know you're not going to, I know Paul Atkinson at Notre Dame who came from Yale. He recently said he's not going to petition either, but eventually I expect somebody, a former Ivy leaguer to do that. Right. I mean, shouldn't they be able to? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll see how it goes. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they'll give it to us or not, but uh, you think someone will, but who knows? I was thinking a lacrosse player. Yeah, I've talked to a few guys I know, um, basketball-wise, that moved on. And, you know, they're all just – they're all good. They're all ready for the next step, I guess. I mean, we've all been in college for five years now. And, you know, a sixth year and being a little bit older, I think that um, just, you know, it's time, I think. Oh, you Ivy Leaguers are smart guys with two degrees now anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you need there from you another go. year of school? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, what was the highlight for you this past year? 
Um, I mean, I think generally speaking, just being able to be with these guys every, every day, um, being able to be with such a close group, you know, not just, you know, my fam- direct family in terms of buddy, my dad and my cousin, Nick. Um, uh-huh. But this whole team really became a family. We were so close to any group I've been a part of. And, you know, to be with guys like Coach Eight, Coach Red, Coach Jerry, Coach Griff, D-Nick, I mean, and go down the line. I mean, those guys are, I mean, I couldn't have asked for better role models, you know, coaches, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they're, they're like family and um, just being able around the, being around those guys on top of everyone else was just so special. Um, if I had to give you a broad one, but more specifically, I think, you know, we look back on the Indiana game and that was, it was just such an exciting up and down game. So many guys contributed and we had a great crowd that night. I think that's one I'll, I'll look back on. and remember um, in a good light for the rest of my life. Yeah. Is it weird that if I put down like my top three or five moments from this past season that a loss to Duke would be one of them? Yeah, I mean, I, that was that game was so much fun um, for the first 37 minutes. Um, <laughs> kind of fell apart there at the end, unfortunately. But, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun just being out there competing and just knowing that you, my brothers were out there with me fighting as hard as as I was and we were just giving it all and having fun being out there competing. Um, you know, that's, that's one I'll, I'll probably put on maybe for my grandkids one day and then maybe something goes wrong with the tape around the two, three minute mark and it, and it gets turned off. But um, yeah, I mean, that was being able to play in the Barclays and, you know, Madison square garden too, and all these great venues we played at, you know, those are all definitely really cool experiences, you know, just kind of just wish we could have closed that one out and, you know, I still run through those last two, three minutes almost every day. It was pretty amazing. You know, I'm always going to remember that game as for the two, three, um, the triangle and two. Yeah, you know, credit to credit to the boss, man, for that one. I mean, they killed us the first two times. Yeah. We had no answer for them with the zone, and he comes out the day before with that. And, you know, it, it really threw him off for a long time. Um, so, you know, credit to, to him for that one. He's still got a few tricks up his sleeve. What was your all's reaction? What was the reaction from the players when – you guys show up at that practice and or walk through or whatever it was. And, and he starts talking triangle in two, which is probably something none of you guys have ever played before. I think we were just excited for, I think we knew that we had to throw something new at them. I mean, they're a great team and you see what they're doing right now. I think playing as well as anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew we kind of had to switch it up on them, do throw something new at them. So when he said, you know, we had something new, I think we we're all excited. Now, of course you played that game though, without buddy. How hard, I mean, I've talked with him about it. What did you say to him that night when the the rule the ruling came out that he was going to be suspended for the game? I just told him I was going to do everything I could to get him another game. And really? that's what I did. I mean, I was just kind of comf- trying to comfort him. I mean, I was with him when, when we found out and just, you know, seeing the devastation on his face was just one of the hardest things I've ever had, had to witness. Because, um, you know, people that know him know, how good of a kid he is and how uncharacteristic that was. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, he knows he was wrong. He was wrong, but I mean, it's the heat of the battle, heat of the moment and stuff just happens. It, it happens. I mean, it's, it's tough. Um, but like I said, he knows he was wrong and just seeing that he had to deal with it and stuff like, and the miss, you know, my dad's already gotten into all that. I don't need to get into it again, but to okay. seeing, seeing him have to have to deal with that was, was really tough and that's why I just told him you know I'm gonna do everything I can to get you one more and I think I was just playing I mean I was just playing for him that day um 
just playing for him that day. And that's, that's where all that, that extra, extra passion and emotion came from. A little bit extra arc on those three pointers you were shooting. My God. Uh, yeah. He might've been, buddy might've helped me out on a couple of those. I don't know. <laughs> you just go higher though. You, you have this moon arc thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Well, I'm tell you what, that was an experience that I can't compare anything to. That the whole tournament experience, Buddy's situation there, not being able to play, and then you guys giving Duke a battle, like you said, all the way down to the end. Um, just you know, two and a half, three minutes shy of of uh, really just a stunning upset, and uh, that would have been something. That would have yeah. that would have got some people talking. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I can't think of you know any big money bigger upsets um, in a conference tournament or something like that. So, so that would have been, you know, like I said, I still play the back those two, three minutes. I mean, wanted that one more than anything. So I see you got a New York Yankee hat on. Are you ready for baseball season? Is that what I'm, the deal is here? I'm ready to go. You know, hoping we, hoping we can get Aaron judge signed here soon and then, and then get things going. So I'm excited. Um, they, they're my favorite sports team outside of Syracuse. I'm um, looking forward to following along with, with my dad and buddy. And, you know, like I said, we'll be in the city. So, I'm sure I'll, I'll catch a few games in person, which I, which I'm excited for. It's not their place. I would find a Baltimore Orioles hat of mine, but I haven't had a chance to put one on in so many years. I don't know where they. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they're around here I somewhere. I won't tease you for that. I won't tease you. <laughs> you know, there's there's a Cal Ripken ball. That's a probably before you were born. It might it might be in the trash can somewhere. I don't know. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're a great kid, Jimmy. Good. <laughs> My bad. I couldn't resist. I said I wasn't gonna. My fault. <laughs> That's okay. That you know, listen, Orioles fans, we're tough. Yeah, you know, we have. You to guys be. are tough. Hey, there's something to say about that. There you go. All right. Well, good luck to the. You know, I can't even say it. Um, good luck to you in your future endeavors. We'll be following along as you go and you know prepare for for summer ball and all that stuff. And you know, good luck to you. And I appreciate um, you know just being able to chat with you today, but also all the past few years. Uh, you've always been very gracious with your time and, and always interesting to talk to. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm glad, glad I could help. Thank you for everything as well. I want to thank Jimmy for joining me on the podcast today. And thanks to you out there as well for listening in. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and follow all of our complete coverage of Syracuse basketball on Syracuse.com. Until next time on the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, I'm Mike Waters.